Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Like every turkey hunter who walks into the woods, you also want to walk out of the woods. Some safety measures are obvious, but others are not. On this episode, I'm going to talk about 14 things you can do to keep yourself and others safe while hunting turkeys. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we are talking about safety, not just run-of-the-mill, you know, hunter safety course safety stuff, but we've got some things that are a little bit more in-depth, a little bit more thoughtful, some rules, rules of thumb, and so on that can help keep you safe and keep others safe while hunting turkeys. Because let's face it, any day you walk out of the woods unharmed is a good day that you can hunt or that you survive to hunt another day. Whether you come out with a turkey or not, any day you walk out injured or you don't walk out, it does not matter how many good turkey hunts you had before that, your life has now taken a serious turn. So staying safe is paramount. Walking out of the woods is a victory. It's something that you should be happy about because you got outside, you got to see and experience great things, and now you've got more days ahead of you. And too many people get hurt, injured, or worse, turkey hunting, due to very, very preventable things. Now, some safety measures are obvious, you cover them in the new hunter safety course. They're ubiquitous across all different kinds of hunting. Same safety measures you'd practice for deer hunting, you should practice for turkey hunting. But there are a bunch of nuanced things. Some of them I'm going to cover you may probably have never heard of before. So we're going to talk about 14 ways to not die turkey hunting. Number one, never chamber a shell until you are hunting. This seems obvious, it seems clear, it seems easy, 
But the tendency, even of people who've hunted for 20 years, is to get out of the truck, load up your gun, chamber a shell, and then walk into the woods. I do not recommend this. All right, especially, especially if you're hunting with other people. You should not chamber shells until you are actually hunting. Now, what is what, what categorizes hunting? What's defined as hunting? All right, well, you get out of the truck or out of the car or wherever you're at in the morning at 5 a.m. or whatever time you get out there, it's dark. It's not legal shooting hours. You can't be hunting yet. There's, there's nothing you can be doing right now. You're hiking, you're walking, you're listening, you're trying to find a spot. You are not hunting. You can't hunt until legal shooting light. Now, that doesn't mean you need to wait until legal shooting light, but I think the best advice is get to your initial spot where you intend to call birds from, and once you're there, then you sit down, get your calls ready, get everything organized, and then chamber a shell and be ready to go. All right, now there are exceptions. Just being real with you, there are exceptions. You've got a bird roosted. You know where they are. You're trying to slip in within 150 yards, maybe closer. You may not may not make sense for you to get and to get that close and then chamber around for fear that you could spook the bird by getting too close and making too many metal on metal sounds of chambering around. And it depends on what kind of shotgun you use. You know, if you're using an over-under or a single shot, you can you can load a shell and chamber very quietly. If you're using a pump action, sometimes you can do that very quietly. If you're using a semi-automatic shotgun, that, that may not be able to be done as quietly. It depends on your particular gun and how much noise it makes. So you may need to, to just stop walking, you know, 100 or 200 yards further out than where you plan to sit and then chamber a shell there. All right, that may make, that may make sense in some situations, but you don't want to just get out of the truck in the dark and then just load up your gun, chamber around, and go on from there. All right, you want to at least wait until you're sitting and hunting or you're strategically approaching a spot that's close in on turkeys, and then you load before you go into that last final push. Because walking in the dark especially, you just... Uh, there, there's so many things that can happen in the dark. You can trip over stuff, all sorts of things. And then when you're done hunting, don't wait till you get back to the truck or to the car. When you're done hunting, now if that's noon and the clock strikes noon, you can't fire a shot after noon, don't walk out of the woods with a loaded gun. Unload right then and there. Be safe. Now some people, they like to hunt their way out of the woods. Right? They hunt until the last possible moment when they clear the woods. Okay? As soon as you reach that last possible moment and it's no longer appropriate to, to take a shot, then you unload there. Don't wait till you get back. and Because here's what happens. People get back to the vehicle. They rest their gun against the vehicle. They put it on the lift gate or whatever. And then the gun slips. It falls. It goes off. In my state, you can't even lean a gun against a vehicle because of how many times this has happened. So you want to not load until you're ready to start hunting and don't unload or and then unload as soon as you're finished hunting. Number two. 
if you encounter evidence of other hunters in the area you plan to go, then leave and go somewhere else. If you're walking in, here's a great example. You're walking in, it's pitch black, and you hear another hunter load his shotgun because he was smart and waited till he got to his spot. Don't just sit down there and hunt there too. Leave. Get out of there. Go somewhere else. Do not hunt turkeys next to somebody else hunting turkeys. Because all kinds of things can happen. Whether they know you're there, don't know you're there. Shot, they can take shots that were bad shots. You can take shots that were bad shots. You can have ricochets. You can have all sorts of things. They could think you're a turkey. You could think they're a turkey. You might say, wow, there's no way I'm going to think they're a turkey. Okay. But they may think you're a turkey. And maybe a real turkey walks out and you both shoot at it and you hit each other. These kind of things happen. And here's the other thing, guys. In terms of your odds of getting a turkey, the closer you are to other humans, the worse they are. So both your safety and your chances of getting a bird improve if you would just walk out of the woods or at least walk out of that area and go somewhere else. Put some serious distance between you and that other person. Don't just hunt on top of other people. You know, I, I don't like this in any kind of hunting, but with turkey hunting especially, there's just too many things that can go wrong and it's just not worth it. Number three. Don't use decoys on public land. I really am a proponent of this. I have decoys. I use decoys occasionally. If you've heard me, any of the previous episodes that have been done, the scores of episodes, you'll, you'll hear my position on decoys is that most hunters don't need them. Most of the time you do better without them. But there are certain situations where a decoy is helpful where a decoy may be the best thing to do in that situation and under those circumstances. Still believe that. But on public land, unless you are just out in the middle of remote no man's land, be very careful about whether you take a decoy with you. Setting up a decoy may not be the dangerous part. It may be carrying it in or carrying it out. You know, people just see the head of a turkey. They see a tail feather. People will shoot at anything. It has happened so many times. People just shoot into the bushes of movement. And you just don't want to take that chance. But then you set up a bird, and you're always going to be within shotgun range of that bird, of that decoy. So if another hunter comes out, they see the decoy, well, you're within their range. So, you know, no matter what, if anybody shoots, somebody else here is at risk. So don't use a decoy on public land unless you are absolutely certain that you are remote enough to not get entangled with other hunters. Number four, don't wear anything with red, white, or blue on it. The colors of the gobbler, red, white, and blue. Don't wear anything. Don't take a red whistle unless it's in your backpack, secure, inside, fully covered. Don't put anything on your body. Be careful with water bottles in your backpack. You know, there's all kind of brands that got white or blue, you know, plastic on the outside of the bottle, the label. Don't let anything that's those colors show because people will just shoot at those colors. They hear movement. They see a little flash of red or blue. They think that could only be a turkey. 
and now you've got shotgun pellets headed your way. Number five, never lend a hunter a gun he is not familiar with. Never lend someone a gun they are not familiar with. I am a big proponent of this. I have not invited people hunting before because I knew they didn't have a gun. The only gun they could use is one of mine and they've never shot that gun before and there's not an opportunity to go to the range with them. I've also known people that have gotten a new gun, have never shot it before and not invited them hunting because like, you know what? I don't want the first time they ever use that gun out on a hunting trip with me. It's just not safe. You know, when you don't know how to operate a firearm, you're not familiar with it, you don't know the ins or the outs, you haven't proven it, you haven't tested it, you're not sure how, how it shoots in your hands, you don't know where the safety is, you're not, even if you know, you don't have that muscle memory to know in a moment, in the heat of the action, what to do or how to do it. You don't know how heavy the trigger pull is. Maybe you're not sure, you know, is there a loading indicator? Do you know if it's loaded or not? You just... Until you have shot a firearm, I wouldn't hunt with it no matter who you are. Never hunt with a gun you've never shot. Just don't do it. It's not smart. And I want to do more than shoot it. I want to pattern it. I want to put some ammo through it. I want to test it in different positions. Standing, kneeling, sitting, prone, targets in the air, targets on the ground. I want to get used to a gun before I ever take it out. But you take out somebody new, especially, and you hand them a gun they have never shot, oh man, the chances of you or them or someone else getting injured skyrocket. Always test a gun before you take it out. Always have anyone you're hunting with test a gun before they take it out. Now, there can be some exceptions, okay? You've got a Mossberg 500, Yours breaks. Somebody else has a Mossberg 500. Same model, same make, same everything. They hand it to you. Well, you know how to operate that gun. You could shoot that gun in your sleep because it's the same one you had at home. Now, it may not pattern exactly the same, but you know how to operate that firearm practically and safely. So there can be some exceptions, but for the most part, I just wouldn't do it. And any good hunter doesn't want to hunt with a gun they've not tested. Now, don't put new hunters in that kind of position now. They've got to compromise both safety and effectiveness. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Number six, assume every sound you hear in the woods is another hunter. Oh, there's something in the bushes. Here's what people that get shot or shoot other people assume. They think, oh, that's a turkey. Wrong. That's a hunter. Oh, I hear footsteps. That's a hunter. Oh, I heard something sound like a turkey scratching the ground. That's a hunter. Oh, I heard this and that. Well, that's a hunter. You just assume it's a hunter. It's not a turkey until you see that turkey and you can estimate the beard length. It's not a turkey until that moment. You want to assume everything you hear is a hunter. 
because the one time you are sure it's a turkey and you got your your bead trade on, trained right on that thing where it's going to pop out of the woods and that guy walks out, people have shot even after they noticed that it was a human because they were so startled that to be pointing a gun at another person, they just, their muscles jerked and they pulled the trigger involuntarily. Always assume it's a person until you can see the beard and you know how long the beard is. You just you just want to do that. You want to do the same for anything that you're shooting. Whether you're hunting deer or whatever, always assume any sound that you hear is a person until you are beyond certain that it is not. Number seven, never call as you're moving. Never call as you're moving. It's okay to stop and call, but don't call while you're walking. Because that is one of the best ways you can get shot as you're walking through the woods, calling as you go. Somebody hears movement. They hear the calling. They're they're pointing in the direction of movement and taking shots at movement. It happens so often, it's unbelievable. Don't call while you're moving. Now, there's another practical reason for this that goes beyond safety. I have missed shots, missed the ability to take shots on birds because I was walking and calling. I learned this the hard way my first turkey season ever. I was out, I'm walking, and I'm just walking and calling. My gun's over my shoulder. I walk up within 20 yards of two toms. They look at me, they look at each other, they look at me, they start walking away, then they run. Eventually I got my gun out, but there was by that point they were so far and in the brush there was nothing you could do. Had I had my gun in hand and not my call in hand, then I would have took a turkey home that day more than likely. But that calling and walking, you got the call in your hand instead of the gun. Now maybe you've got a mouth call and you're calling and walking, you've got the gun in your hand. But if you're a new hunter, chances are you have not yet mastered a mouth call. In fact, you'd be better off not using one your first or second season until you really know how to use that thing. But from a safety standpoint, do not do that. Number eight, never stalk a calling turkey. Never try to sneak up on a turkey that's calling. All right, this this happens in a couple different ways. But most of the time, somebody hears a gobbler and they're trying to sneak up on that gobbler and, and move in on it and get within range to take a shot. Okay, that is super dangerous because that gobble could be another person. That gobble could be a hunter and he's gobbling, trying to challenge a dominant gobbler in that area to come in. And then you come in and as soon as you get within range, all of a sudden you're getting shot at. You don't want to do that. You got to be super careful that you're not sneaking in on a hunter. Now, there are times where you see a turkey. Okay, I see him. He's going another way. I got to move. I got I to gotta change positions. You're not stalking sounds though. And you're not really trying to stalk the bird even. You're trying to get around to put yourself into another position to call. In my state, you cannot stalk or move in on calls. You've got to call the bird to you. You can't try to walk up on a turkey that you hear and sneak in on them and take a shot. You're not allowed to do that. 
Now, that doesn't mean you can't move. That doesn't mean you can't put yourself in a better position to try to call that bird to you. Doesn't even mean you can't put yourself in a position so that that bird walks past you because you know the way that it's going. But you cannot sneak in on turkey sounds and try to get a shot at them. The reason is it's not because it's unsportsmanlike. First of all, it's super hard to do. The turkey has the advantage. The reason is because it could be another hunter making gobbling sounds and then you're walking right into his shotgun range. So you do not want to do that. It is not safe. Also, your chances of spooking that bird are really high. Your chances to take the bird are not good when you do that. They are very wary, very smart. They've got good hearing, good eyesight. The better chance is to take a move, try to get around in front of that bird and call him to you as opposed to try to sneak in on that bird. Just the chance of success is low and the chance of danger is high. Number nine, never split up with a hunting partner. You're either hunting together or you're not. You're either hunting together or you're not. Don't split up because now you got two people that are close to each other, both looking for turkeys, who think every sound that they hear is a turkey, who are going to shoot each other. That's just what's going to happen. Now, if you're taking out somebody new, then you want to stay close to that person. Not just for safety's sake, but so you can coach them and you can help them learn how to hunt. You know, the whole idea of taking a new person out hunting is not just to give them a chance to, to get a shot, it's to teach them and mentor them and help them learn the craft. You know, when I take somebody out for the first time, whatever kind of hunting it is, I have no intention of taking a game that day. Now, if, if two turkeys walk out and we can both get a shot, great. That has yet to ever happen. I know it's possible. But when I take somebody new out, whether it's turkey hunting or deer hunting or whatever kind of hunting, my objective on that hunt is to teach them how to hunt. It's to impart as much knowledge. It's to mentor them, especially if they're a young person. I'm not out there for me. I'm out there for them. Now, if you've got two buddies that are going out together turkey hunting, well, it just doesn't happen that often because turkey hunting really is more of a solo sport. Um, you know, you're... you're you usually have better odds out by yourself. Now you may say, okay, we're going to go out in the woods. We're going to go on a trip. We're going to, we're either going out together or we're going to different areas. That doesn't mean you can't walk back to the same truck, but it means don't go out with somebody into the woods, get a mile deep and say, okay, you go this way a hundred yards. I'm going to go this way a hundred yards and we're going to split up. All right. It's like Scooby-Doo people. Splitting up is never good. You do not want to do it. The only time you would split up turkey hunting is if you have shot a bird and you are looking to recover that bird. You're doing grid search, grid pattern, in which case you are not walking around with loaded shotguns. All right. It's just, you're just not doing that. And you're not trying to hunt turkeys at that time. You're not calling. You're not doing any of that. You are working together. You're still within close proximity. You're not trying to be quiet or calling. Uh, you just don't want to split up. I mean, because then 
Anything you hear, you're like, oh, that's a turkey. Well, no, that's Steve coming back telling you he hasn't seen any turkeys, and now you've shot him because he's got a blue water bottle sticking out of his backpack, and you were so sure it was a turkey because you assume every sound that you hear is a turkey, and then you saw blue, and then, you know, now you're taking Steve to the hospital or worse. So you do not want to split up. Number 10, try not to move while waiting in ambush for a turkey. Now, this, of course, is good hunting, but it's also good safety. You've called. You hear that bird coming in. You want to be as still as you can possibly be. Why? Because that sound of that bird coming in is probably a hunter. And you want to see that hunter before he sees you. All right? You want to see him before he sees you. You don't want him walking in and seeing something move and take a shot at movement. That's where the danger is. All right. You know, you, you might be listening to this and say, now, George, people don't just shoot into movement in the bushes. Oh, yeah, they do. People are crazy. People are crazy. A lot of people are idiots. This kind of thing happens all the time. You're, you're protecting yourself as well as you're trying to be a good hunter. Be perfectly still. Don't move until you have eyes on that turkey or that person, as the case may be. And always assume that sound that you hear is a person until you can visually 100% identify that it's not. Also, never try to alert another hunter that you, to your presence by making turkey sounds. Don't do that. And his head's going to whip around. Probably the barrel of his gun's going to whip around too to wherever he hears that noise coming from, which is kind of ridiculous because... Usually you can't shoot hens in spring turkey season and you're making hen noises. So what do they do? They whip their gun around and take shots at the hen noises because they're idiots. But you don't alert other hunters to your presence by making turkey sounds. You alert them by using words because turkeys don't say, hey, turkeys don't say over here. All right. You want to be super careful with that. Number 11. Sit up against the tree that's big enough to protect you from being shot from behind. All right. Now, this is also good hunting as well as good safety. But a lot of times you could, you could, you can nestle up into a, you know, small tree. It's only six inches across and you got some brush around you and you can make that work. Visually, it works. Hunting wise, it works fine. That bird is not going to see or notice what's happening. You're in there and you'd be fine. But if a hunter's walking up from behind you and they hear turkey noises and they shoot, their shot's going to go right through that brush and hit you. So you want to lean up against the tree that's big enough that can protect you from being shot from behind. Someone behind you takes the shot. You want that tree to absorb all of the impact. Now, of course, we're talking mostly about public land. But these kind of things go wrong on private land too. People get shot on private land also. So you need to be mindful, cautious, careful. You cannot be too safe. Number 12. It is a good idea to wear an orange ball cap walking in or out of the woods. Especially on, pu on public land. Now, I don't mean you hunt with an orange hat on. That's not going to work. Turkeys can see orange. But when you're done hunting, when you're walking out of the woods, you want to put an orange hat on. And if you're in a heavily hunted area, anytime you move, it's probably a good idea to throw that orange cap on. 
You get to where you're going, you just stuff it inside your vest, stuff it under your shirt, whatever the case, sit on it, whatever. But anytime you're you're walking in or out, if it's daylight, you ought to have an orange hat on if you're hunting on public land. If you're not hunting, that's, you know, you could save yourself and others by doing that. It's easy to do. You know, you get a little orange beanie. It doesn't have to be a ball cap. Little thin orange beanie folds up into nothing. You can put it in your pocket, takes up no space, and then you just throw it on when you're walking out of the woods to help keep you from getting shot. You're like, well, hunting's over at noon and I'm walking out of the woods at 1230, so I'm safe. False. You have to assume other hunters are idiots. People are idiots. It's just the way that it is. You know, you cannot assume other people are going to abide by the rules. You can't assume they're going to abide by the law. You also can't assume they know what time it is. Maybe they are law abiders, but they got carried away. They lost track of time. They think it's like 1130 and they're not as conscious about it as you are. So you want to be very careful about that. Number 13, these last two are super important. I think these are some of the most overlooked. In retrospect, I probably should have put them up front to make sure everybody stayed and heard them. But yeah, here we are. Number 13, you want to be very careful when you're exhausted. Be very careful when you are exhausted. When it's been a long day, a long hunt, you have covered a lot of ground, you've hiked, you've climbed mountains, you've sat, you've maybe you've swam, all kinds of crazy things can happen hunting turkeys. All right, when you are exhausted, you want to be extra careful. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, shooting other people or getting shot at this point. I'm talking about making mistakes. I'm talking about falling. I'm talking about dropping your gun and it going off. I'm talking about, you know, shooting yourself in the foot because you're not paying attention. Whenever you are exhausted, you want to be extra careful. You want to take extra safety measures. You know, you if you hunt to the point of exhaustion, you're like, oh man, I am just whooped. That's a good time to just unload your gun, sling it over your shoulder, and just easy, slowly work your way out of there and get home. If you're exhausted, if you're really tired and worn out, that's when all kinds of accidents can happen. I mean, tripping over your own shoes and just falling face first into rocks. These are the kind of things that go on. Often that's coupled with being hungry. It also, you're uh, dehydrated. Now you can be drinking. You can hike all over God's creation. You can drink two bottles of water and think, oh, I'm good. But if it's hot and you're sweating a lot and maybe you didn't drink enough the day before, two bottles of water may not be enough. You could be dehydrated by noon. You can you can have all sorts of symptoms and issues. Maybe you're not you know at hospital level yet, but you're just getting foggy. It's hard to think straight. You're not able, your balance isn't as good as it was. And you just need to be careful. That's a good time to just throw on an orange hat, unload your gun, and just head out. Number 14, last but not least, you want to be very careful when you are excited. All right, a lot of accidents happen after a turkey is down. A lot of accidents happen after you shot the turkey. Now, sometimes people shoot the turkey. They don't get a clean hit. And it flies and falls or it runs and you're going after it trying to trying to track that bird. 
and you're excited, adrenaline's pumping, you're jumping and running through the woods, just flying over logs, moving as fast as you can, trying to catch up to that turkey or find that turkey, and you're running with a loaded gun because you think you might have to take another shot, and this is when all kind of things can happen. This is when you can barrel into a log and give yourself a concussion. This is when you can fall on your gun and break it in half. This is when you can drop your gun and it shoots you in the leg. All kind of things can happen and go wrong when you're excited. Best thing to do, if you've shot a turkey and it has not dropped there, you get up and you need to, tr- to give it chase. Unload your gun. Unchamber around. All right. I didn't you can leave a you can leave rounds in the gun but don't run and chase a turkey with a round in the chamber. Say you catch up to it. Okay. Rack it, get another round in, take a shot if that's what you need to do, but don't run through the woods with a shell in the chamber. You could have it in the magazine, you could have it in your pocket. But don't run and climb and scale hills and go down hills and jump over trees and all the things that can happen where you're likely to fall, get snagged, hung up, injured in some way. Do not do that with a round in the chamber. A lot of times it's super easy. Just boom, pop around out of the chamber. Or if you've got that kind of shotgun, just unload it. Take all three rounds out. Pump two in the magazine. And then don't chamber around until you need it or you may not need it at all. But the other side is a lot of times people shoot the turkey. It falls down dead. They jump up. They're partying. They're shouting. Sometimes they put their gun down. People have stepped on their own gun and it gone off and shot somebody else. All sorts of things can happen when you get excited. People get careless. I've heard stories of people who have shot the turkey. It's down. It's kicking. You know, it's 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 giving its last throws. They take over. They put the gun down. They're taking pictures. While that turkey's on the ground flopping, it flops over towards the gun. And one of the claws hits the trigger while it's flopping. Boom, takes a shot right at the person whose gun it was. From the grave, that turkey tried to get its revenge on the hunter, it seemed. Okay, you, 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 no. When that bird is down, you unload the gun. No bullets in the chamber. Better to have none in the shotgun whatsoever. Unload. Same is true for any other hunting. But with turkey hunting, there can be so much adrenaline because you're right there. The bird is right there. You're within 30 yards. It's done. You've pulled it off. You know, if deer hunting, you take a shot at 70 yards, usually the deer doesn't just fall right there. And it's not 30 yards from you. Now, if you're shooting with archery, well, okay, you don't have another arrow in the bow, right? You've shot it. You've got one shot you could reload, but it's a different kind of situation. You don't have the same stored energy. Although that's a, that's a whole nother safety talk with a bow, but we'll cover that in another season. But once you hit the turkey, you want to be extra careful. And not just with the gun. Keep in mind, there's other hunters around. Keep in mind, other people, they don't know if you shot the turkey. They may be looking for a turkey to run out of there that you missed. And then they're getting a shot at it. So you want to be careful. This is when you need to have extra mindfulness. Get up. Put your orange hat on. Unload your gun. 
Take slow, deliberate movements. Put your gun down somewhere safe. Get your tag out. You got to tag that bird. Wait till it's done kicking. Okay, most of the time, a turkey's going to kick after it's dead, after you've killed it. You've heard the, the phrase, you know, like a chicken running around with its head cut off. Well, you cut that head off. That chicken is dead. It just doesn't know it yet. The central nervous system hasn't caught up with the reality. Same thing is true with the turkey. You can straight up blow the head off at short range with tungsten loads. There is no head. That bird is still going to kick. And what will usually happen is it'll go down, it'll kick for a little bit, it'll stop, and then it'll start again. And people have done things here, made bad decisions. People have, I've heard stories, they shot the bird, it, it dropped immediately, kicked for a little bit, stopped. They picked it up, jammed it right into their game pouch, started kicking again. And then while it was kicking, just started punching holes into their back with the spurs. And I mean, just terrible injuries that have happened. Don't do that. Take your time. Be meticulous. Let that bird kick until it is absolutely dead and stiff and done kicking. And then pick it up. And even when you do, just be careful. Just be extra careful. That Okay, just make sure there's not another fit of kicking left in it. And then get that bird out of there. But you got to be careful when you're excited. People tend to make decisions they never would have made. But they're so excited. They've got so much adrenaline. They've got a bird on the ground. You know, you just want to be, just keep a cool head, unload the gun, put an orange hat on. Now, also, let me say this, because there's a real thing that can happen here. You can shoot the turkey. The turkey goes down. Okay. You can jump up too quick, unload your gun, and then the turkey gets up and starts walking away. That can happen. You don't be 100% sure that the turkey is done until you're 100% sure the turkey's done. Don't assume just because it went down. I have shot a turkey. It went down and then got back up again. And I have learned this the hard way. Turkey goes down. Yeah! I go to jump up and I got the the sling of my shotgun tangled up in my somehow in my leg and my elbow. Turkey got up. I couldn't get the gun back up to my shoulder to take another shot because I got all tangled somehow. Jumping up must have must have pushed put my arm through the sling, you know, throw my fist up in the air saying hooray or whatever. Now I'm all tangled up. I can't get a shot. I'm sitting there trying to untangle myself. Thankfully, I was able to get another shot before the bird got out of there, and I did put the bird down. But whatever happened, at, even at it was 33 yards with good turkey loads, you know, just didn't, didn't instantly take him out. And it got back up. Who knows what might have happened? Now, I'm pretty sure that bird was, wasn't going to make it, but all he needed to do was take flight and you know die on the next property and i may never find him so shoot wait just in case that bird may not be as dead as you think it is it may get up wait till you're sure till that bird is on the ground kicking and stops and then okay unload get up put your hat on be slow meticulous thoughtful mindful uh, but wait until you're sure the bird is dead 
before you get up and before you do anything. Just sit there. You just shot it. You're pointed at it. You know where it is. Wait. Just just hold on a couple more seconds. Still looking down the barrel of that gun just to be sure. You know, it's too easy to make to just assume that it's done and it's over and then it pops back up. So you want to do and I you know what that same thing goes true for lots of different kind of bird hunting. If you're hunting pheasants, if you're hunting ducks, I lost the duck just a couple weeks before I recorded this episode. I shot it. It went down. I saw it kicking in the water a little bit. And I thought, oh, you know what? We're going to send the dog in. The dog's going to get it. The dog will bring it out of there. But while we were getting the dog in, the dog went first and got another duck that was closer. Brought that duck back. By the time that duck got back, The duck that I had shot had one leg and kicked itself and just into some flooded timber. We were never able to find it. Uh, I was was too quick to stand up and declare victory. I should have waited. I should have saw that it had enough life left in it to push itself in the opposite direction towards that flooded timber. And I should have taken another shot or two to make sure that thing was not moving anymore and we were going to recover it. And because of that, the bird suffered more than it had to. I mean, I'm sure it died sooner or later after that, but we didn't get to recover it. It suffered and died without purpose. And you know what? I don't feel good about that. That's how I learned some of these lessons that, you know, I've got for you guys. Is I've made the mistake and said, ah, should have waited, should have held on. Should have given it just, you know, a few more seconds to make sure the situation was the way I thought it was, but I didn't. So whenever you take a shot, give it that extra minute, extra few seconds, whatever it is, until you've got confidence that bird is down and not getting back up. Just because it goes down doesn't mean it's staying down. And it doesn't take more than a minute usually to to be 100% sure. And once you get up and you've unloaded or you've done whatever, and then you say, oh, wait a minute, I need to put more shells in here. You are losing precious moments where you could easily take the follow-up shot that's needed to seal the deal. And that bird's able to, to, to put some distance between you or you've got new problems. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. More than that, I hope this helps keep you safe and keep other people safe and make you more effective and successful while you're hunting. I would really appreciate it if you'd head to iTunes and leave a five-star review with a comment, not for my own ego or edification, but to help the show spread and reach more people. That's the number one way for iTunes to show it off. So I'd appreciate if you guys did that. Thank you for listening. Till next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods.